Hey, welcome back, everybody, to Wednesday's episode of Han Talks First. I'm so glad you could join us again here today. This is the Star Wars podcast called Han Talks First. I, of course, am your host, Han. I'm so happy to be back with you all today. I want to apologize quickly about Monday's episode. I was a little under the weather. I had a really bad headache, and, you know, it wasn't as exciting or energetic as the other episodes, but I, I wanted to make sure I still came on and did an episode for you guys and did a live stream along with it. So thank you so much for watching anyway, but I'm feeling a little bit better. My head still hurts a little bit, you know, three days in and it's still kind of pounding, but uh, it's a lot better. So anyway, enough about me. We're here today to talk about Star Wars, a bunch of new news that has come out, some um, articles from different websites about some new frontiers that could be coming to the Star Wars universe shortly. Uh, Some of the topics we're talking about today include Kevin Feige, and the rumors about him, you know, taking over Lucasfilm, he has actually spoken out about that. We're also talking about the Taika Waititi movie. We got a bunch of new information on that. I gave a little tease on Monday about some of the stuff, but there's a lot more to be talked about with uh, his movie, what it could be about, where it could be shooting, and all that kind of stuff. We're also talking about Robert Downey Jr., of course, most known for his Iron Man role, and he possibly might be joining the Star Wars universe as well and playing a character in there. And we're also talking about Lucasfilm's approach to future Star Wars and how they might be exploring more of the dark side of the Force. So all really exciting stuff. Um, again, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, if you're new here, welcome. We have Monday. We have uh, we have episodes every Monday and Wednesday, and on Monday we do live streams to the YouTube channel. Also branching out to Facebook as well. So if you are not a YouTuber and you're more into Facebook stuff, well, you can watch the live streams there as well. And slowly we'll be transitioning to Twitch as well. So we'll be streaming on three different platforms at the same time. But if you want to see some of the video that goes along with these podcasts, you can head over to the YouTube channel, subscribe, and you can see all of that and more. We do other videos on there as well, so please go and check that out. Also, on the social media, everything is at Han Talks First. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and on TikTok, actually, believe it or not. TikTok uh, has been doing pretty well recently, so it's kind of exciting. Um, And also, you can submit your questions to me anytime to get your topic onto the show. And if you want to go the extra mile, you can also support this channel by going to www.streamelements.com slash Han Talks First slash tip, and you can show your support there and also send in your questions to be answered on the show. And we'll use those questions to be main topics featured on the podcast themselves. But anyway, thank you so much for being here, and let's just go ahead and jump into the first topic, which is all about Kevin Feige. And so recently, Kevin Feige was interviewed by a reporter at Collider, and they asked him... uh, quite frankly, if he was going to be taking over 
Lucasfilm and running the Star Wars world. Um, now, to kind of preface this a little bit more, it has been rumored very greatly in the past several months since summer of 2020 that ever since Kevin Feige was announced to be making a movie, that he would be transitioning into the position of president of Lucasfilm, taking over the position that is currently held by Kathleen Kennedy. I did not believe these rumors. I don't ever think of them to be true or accurate because I do think while Kevin Feige is a massive Star Wars fan, I do believe his passion project right now is the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which he's thriving in. And while I don't believe he'll be head of Marvel for, you know, 10 years from now, uh, I believe if he goes into a new job, it will be the studio head of Walt Disney Company. But so it, And that's a much higher, more prestigious role that is currently held by Alan Horn, who is retiring. Um, I think he announced his retirement like two weeks ago, maybe, or something like that. Um, Alan Horn is a great studio executive. He run, He's run Disney for the past like 15 years, and he ran Warner Brothers Studios before then. That's a whole other <laughs> podcast about him, but um, Alan Horn's a great, he's done a lot of great stuff and brought to life a lot of great movies that a lot of us love. But anyway, when Kevin Feige was asked by this reporter if he'd be taking over Lucasfilm, he just very plainly put it, not at all. <laughs> he said those rumors are not true at all. And that was all to be said on the matter. Um, so again, I mean, Kevin Feige is the type of person where if he's asked a question, he, he doesn't lie. He either tells it how it is, or if it's not to avoid spoilers, he will dance around the question. But this was a very straightforward answer. Not at all. And three words from this guy has caused a bunch of other podcasters and talk shows to talk, have this be their main topic, which is why I'm addressing it first, because it's really nothing of great news or major news to talk about. It's it's something that we should have seen coming. You know, if anyone is going to take over Kathleen Kennedy's position, it's not going to be, and the earliest will be 2022, because her contract goes up till 2021, or at least until that fourth quarter of 2021. And she has renewed her contract three times now. So, I mean, it's not too far-fetched to or a far cry to think that she might renew her contract again because she is just now starting a new era of star wars as she announced two months ago at the disney investors day so i mean it's possible that we could see kathleen kennedy continuing her contract even more and staying with lucasfilm i know that upsets some people because not everyone likes the leadership of kathleen kennedy but um I mean, that's honestly just the fact of the matter is that she might still be here after 2021, but we'll have to wait and see. Now, if anyone is going to replace her, I think the most, more likely candidate is either someone we'd have no idea their name, uh, just a business head, uh, a suit from Disney that we don't know about, or either John Favreau. John Favreau currently is show running four different shows with Lucasfilm and possibly more in the future, depending on how these turn out. But the, with the success of the Mandalorian, um, I can see him being a possibility of the president of Lucasfilm, but there's also the fact that he has helped build Marvel as well. He's executive produced every Marvel project in the cinematic universe. And of course directed Iron Man, Iron Man two, and it brought to life that world with Kevin Feige. So it's not a far-fetched idea either. And while I was talking about it, I thought of one more option that could possibly take over Lucasfilm, and that is Michelle Rejwan. 
We talked about her on Monday's show. She, Michelle Rejwan is the live action um, a, a developer. She The development of live action at Lucasfilm. So she oversees all these projects that have been announced, uh, such as The Mandalorian, such as The Rise of Skywalker, and... The Rangers of the New Republic, Alkalite, which we're going to talk about later, all this kind of stuff. So, But it could also be someone else entirely. We don't really know. But this is all that there is to say about the Kevin Feige situation. It's kind of exciting to to know that he's at least still working on a Star Wars movie. And it could be that he's working with Taika Waititi on his movie and producing that, or it could be something completely different. But he will be in partnership with Kathleen Kennedy, so I'll be interested to see what type of movie they create together. This will be the first time two different great producers working on one movie at the same time, which is really exciting. Now, speaking of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I have an announcement to make about the show we're doing something a little different. We are branching out of the Star Wars world, and we uh, will be having a new show on the Han Talks First channel, um, primarily featured on the YouTube channel, and it will be a WandaVision after show that I will be hosting with my girlfriend, talking about and reviewing each new episode of WandaVision the day it comes out. So if you are interested in checking that out, well, you can come back to the show on Friday, and either watch it on the YouTube, but I will also upload it to this channel. But don't worry, we're not ever going to stop talking about Star Wars. Monday and Wednesday are still the Star Wars days. I th- I'm thinking Friday is going to be our um, WandaVision days. But you'll also get to hear from the perspective of another person who will be featured on the channel very soon. So look out for the artwork for that. And yeah, if you're interested, come back and check that out. It's going to be great. Uh, I'm really excited about that show as well. And if this succeeds... We might consider extending or expanding the Han Talks first show to cover other franchises, other other topics, other other things outside of just Star Wars. Continuing on with the Marvel family, let's jump into the second topic we have today, which is talking about Taika Waititi's movie. Now, uh, like I said, I brushed on this a little bit on Monday's episode, but I wanted to share a lot more details with you today because this is in regards to the most recent updates out there about what his movie could be about. So two months ago, last year, the a Scottish news site called The Daily Record reported that a Star Wars film crew was visiting the Highlands to conduct three days of shooting. Now, the site also mentions that this shoot was for Taika Waititi's upcoming movie, although that seems to be nothing more than an assumption on their part. But one of the, the site crew did state that the one of the people in charge of this unit was an assistant director of Taika Waititi. So here's what the Daily Record source has told them. Uh, and I quote here, It's great that Star Wars has decided to use Scotland's breathtaking scenery for some of their first production shots. Filming will take place in the Highlands and will focus on the hills and surrounding areas. It will be likely, but a small crew and an assistant director headed to Scotland to film over three days. Now, it's important to point out that this, if this is true, then it doesn't mean that this is principal photography that has started. I mean, it's way too early for that. I mean, the movie hasn't technically really been announced at this point yet but rather it sounds like this could be 
a bit of a location scouting for with with a small team feeding back footage to the director and allowing the crew to get a sense of what the film's visual identity could be. So I don't want anyone to think that shooting has started for this movie. It has simply just started the scouting process. Now, as for the Scottish Highlands, there's some truly beautiful scenery up there with a lot of hills, snow-tipped peaks, locks, and a vibe that feels very epic and mythical. And I, the perfect place to use as a backdrop for a Star Wars planet. I mean, that's what this could be. It could be a brand new Star Wars planet in um, Taika Waititi's movie. For those of you that don't know, it's actually a fun fact about me. I am My family is actually from Scotland. Uh, I was not born there. I was born in the States, but um, my father is Scottish, they, and I have family in Huntley in Edinburgh, and uh, Aberdeen, and so, uh, you know, kind of north, middle, and southern Scotland, so I've kind of seen all the places. I am familiar with this location that they're talking about in this report, and it does look like it could be a Star Wars planet. It gives me very Thor Ragnarok vibes when they're standing on New Asgard, or where New Asgard will begin, and uh, looking out to the ocean, it has that kind of vibe, but huge open plains, very grand, epic scale type place, and it could be a, a new planet in the Star Wars world. Now, but the real question is, what is this movie going to be about? Who cares where you shoot it? We only care about story, right? I mean, you can have a billion locations, but it doesn't matter unless you have a good story to go with it. So here's what this movie could possibly be about, and that is our first movie ever about the first Jedi. Even if that earlier rumor about, you know, Taika Waititi's movie wanting to be on, on this shot in Scotland, I think there's, there's still some other things to back this up about this is what this could be. And what we're going to talk about later is that, you know, Lucasfilm is starting to expand or explore different parts of the dark side in their storytelling. Since we've gotten so much of the light side, in the past and in current storytelling. So this entry of uh, this, this scoop comes to us from Daniel Richtman. And he it's from his Patreon page. Take it for what you will. He's been reliable in the past when it comes to this kind of stuff. And the, the scooper recently reading that a movie, quote, about the very first Jedi, end quote, is in the works over at Lucasfilm. And what's more... Rickman was told that this Jedi will be a female. And he says here, a Star Wars movie about the very first Jedi hearing it's a female is in development. I don't have any more details. So going back to see the origins of the Jedi sounds like an exciting idea. It's playing around with an era of Star Wars that we didn't know much about. And it's interestingly, there's even some fervent for speculation that Taika Waititi's movie might resolve around the earliest days of the Jedi. And if this rumor is true then it further hammers home a point that we made earlier, that Lucasfilm wants to move away from the Skywalker saga, at least cinematically. And then we see characters that we all know and love, uh, and you know that, that's always awesome, but we, we have the Mandalorian now to kind of give us those little Easter eggs. But Star Wars is a vast cinematic universe with limitless possibilities, and it's time that the movies go out there and explore it. So this Scottish Highland area could be branching out into a new new era, new era new new region of worlds and characters and uh people and uh, storytelling so that that is very exciting stuff to hear but i want to know what you guys think i mean there, I, have you heard anything else about this movie i'm trying my best to figure out as much as we can because this is one of the things i'm really excited about 
this and Rogue Squadrons, of course, are two of the things that are at the top of my list of what I want to see. So as soon as I hear more, I'll let you guys know. But um, are you guys even excited about Taika's movie? (laughs) Uh, He, of course, directed the finale of Mandalorian Season 1, which was great. Um, But I love to see him do what he does best, which is big grand scale movies. So the the second to last thing we're going to talk about is Robert Downey Jr. Uh, Online, there was tons of rumors and uh, reports and fan edits of, you know, him possibly coming into Star Wars. And uh, a lot of people were saying he was going to be thrown. I laughed at that idea. I thought it was absolutely kind of like, that's, that's funny, but I could never see that actually happening. Now, Robert Downey Jr.'s post-Marvel career, and for those of you that don't know, he played Iron Man. That's who I'm referring to. It, his his career hasn't really gotten off to a great start after Marvel. I mean, his Doolittle movie did little. Uh, Sherlock Holmes is you know taking forever to come together, and overall it feels like the excitement surrounding his name has dwindled at an alarming pace. Do you guys remember the first time he left Marvel? And he went out and he did this movie called The Judge, and it bombed at the box office. And then he did some other movie that I can't remember the name of, and that also bombed. And after two bombs, he decided to come back to Marvel and renew his contract to stay there <laughs> because those movies succeed. And now he's leaving again, and the movies that he's doing are bombing again. So, you know, it could be that, you know, he probably doesn't want to go back to Marvel because the character ended. So what better way to rejuvenate some of that excitement by venturing into the Star Wars universe? I can't disagree with that. And addressing the fan speculation surrounding Grand Admiral Thrawn in a tweet that has since been deleted, Noah Outlaw from Kessel Run Transmissions said the following, Robert Downey Jr. is not Thrawn. Now, I will say Lucasfilm has talked to Downey about being in a future Star Wars project. Now, Kessel Run Transmissions is a reliable source for Star Wars scoops. Uh, you guys can check them out if you want to. I, I've, I've listened to them in the past as well and saw some of their stuff. I think they're great. While the project implies that, you know, Robert Downey Jr.'s involvement could be a TV show or a movie, you know, but what if it also has to do with that project that Kevin Feige is overseeing? Now, we could see the possibility that Kevin Feige is producing a movie that Taika Waititi will direct that will star Robert Downey Jr. They've all worked together in the past, so they have a a professional relationship. They know how each other works. I mean, it could be a possibility. Kevin Feige has said that when he makes his movie, it is going to feature a character that we have seen in the MCU already. So it could be Robert Downey Jr., I honestly don't know how I feel about those three all coming together to make a Star Wars movie. I know they have the, you know, the ability to do that, but I'm saying I don't really want to see Star Wars in MCU tone. Uh, I want to see it in the tone of Star Wars. I do like the tone of the sequel trilogy. And while I don't need to see it continued in that style of, you know, mood and tone, but um, I just I fear that the MCU is a completely different style of movie making, and I I don't think that would work in in the Star Wars universe. But uh, I also am open to being proven wrong as well. But this is a possibility. So when the Hollywood Reporter first revealed that the existence of this project, they noted as Kevin Feige, or that Feige has told a major actor that there's a specific role that he would like that person to play. Was that major actor Robert Downey Jr.? 
Feige and Robert Downey Jr. have took over the world with the MCU in an unprecedented 10-year streak at the box office hits and proving that they're you know, a formidable, bankable duo. And you couldn't blame Lucasfilm if they decided that they wanted a slice of that action. And I can, I can see this happening. Um, but at the same time, I, I also think it could just be Robert Downey Jr. and Kevin Feige. And Taika Waititi is doing his own thing. Because the announcements of the two were at separate times, at separate occasions. So I don't think that, you know, unfortunately, Kevin Feige and Taika will be making a Star Wars movie together. But again, I am open to being proven wrong, and I would look forward to it. So let's jump into our last topic of the day, which is kind of focused on the Acolyte TV show announcement, but also on some other things as well. And that is that Lucasfilm is going to be exploring more of the dark side of the Star Wars storytelling since the franchise began in 1977, we, have, we haven't had a single live-action Star Wars movie that follows the perspective of a dark side user. Uh, maybe you can count Anakin in Revenge of the Sith, but he doesn't fully turn into you know Darth Vader or the evil version of himself until a good chunk of the story has passed by. And the movie is as much about the fall of the Jedi as it is the rise of the Sith. So... To put it in another way, Star Wars movies are typically driven by the good guys. But in this recent rumor, it's believed that that might be about to change. According to a known movie scooper, again, this is back to Daniel Rickman, Lucasfilm is planning to put more focus on the dark side in its upcoming projects, both TV shows and feature films. This is what Rickman said on his Patreon page in last month. He said, uh, quote, after years of focusing on good guys at Lucasfilm, they plan to explore the dark side and have shows and movies with villains as the leads. Cinematically, it makes sense that Lucasfilm would want to move into a completely new direction now that Skywalker Saga is, is over. And having a couple villain-led movies would certainly be an interesting way for them to handle Star Wars going forward. And while Rogue Squadron clearly won't be led by a villain, perhaps the upcoming Taika Waititi movie would be, or the Kevin Feige movie would be. Again, all this could be tying in together. What if Robert Downey Jr. is a villain in a Star Wars movie, either Taika's or Kevin Feige's? The latter would, you know, of which recently hired a writer and will experiment with more sinister characters as the leads. Waititi is known for his unique and somewhat experimental filmmaking, so it wouldn't be a surprise if he wanted to try something bold and different with the Star Wars project. I will say this is exactly what I wanted to see from Star Wars. I want to see more stories from the perspective of the dark side. We are also getting this in the Alkalite TV show. We do know that it will be a, a TV show based on the uh, history of the dark side of the Force. Now, there's a lot to be talked about here. Like, like this... Like I said earlier, we, we haven't gotten much stories on the dark side of the force, of the people, of its history and stuff like that. It's really only been narratively driven by the good guys going against the bad guys. Now, I'm not saying we should humanize the bad guys at all. I'm just saying there's a lot of rich lore and history there, similar to what the Clone Wars did, to what Knights of the Old Republic did, to what some of the Darth Bane novels did, all that kind of stuff. And it really it adds to the Star Wars world more than a lot of people realize. 
One of the greatest examples of going into the dark side of the Force is the string of episodes in the Clone Wars TV show where Darth Maul goes back to his home world, and we learn that there is a on the planet Dathomir, there is one side of the planet which is all male, one side which is all female. The females are witches, and they use a, dark, a certain side of the dark side of the Force that they refer to as dark magic, but it is the Force in a different form. And they basically, you know, they rule over the men. They are the dominant of that species. And the men are, are warriors or hunters and uh, they're, they're big built and they pretty much are at the, you know, disposal of, of the female, uh, the night sisters on that planet. And then, you know, just adding different lore to that and how Darth Maul and his brother Savage went back after Dooku and tried to get Palpatine as well. There's so much history there. If you haven't seen Clone Wars, I highly recommend it. And also looking into some of the gameplay and storytelling from Knights of the Old Republic gets into a lot of good dark side stuff there as far as Darth Revan and uh, his apprentice and uh, Darth Malak and uh, going into as well with Darth Vitiate, an ancient Force Emperor, uh, Sith Emperor and Sorcerer. Uh, there's a lot of great stuff, and I think there, there's tons to pick from if we're going to show this into a TV show or a movie. With the Alkalite, the one thing I would really love to see is Rule of Two. We're, we're probably not going to get it because it has been announced that this is a female-led cast, and unfortunately the Rule of Two story involves uh, Darth Bane and his family, and uh, of course, unfortunately not that many women, but... Uh, that would be really interesting to see. Now, there is a possibility that they could be bringing in stories such as The Rule of Two, such as Darth Revan, but changing them completely and putting new characters in them. That's very risky. It would upset a lot of people as well. But it, it's a possibility. The good news is we're getting something more than just the good guys going after the bad guys. And while the new shows and t movies might not be the bad guys going after the good guys, it will be focused on the bad guys. And there's a lot of great story there and a lot of great lore. Another one that um, is a really, really good read and also very important to Star Wars, uh, the prequels especially, is the book called Darth Plagueis. That was one of the first Legends books I got. It's all about the rise of Emperor Palpatine, or I guess Sheev, and his master, Darth Plagueis. And it really shows how Palpatine got to be the person he is from a young age up until, you know, his ultimate demise in Re Return, or I guess now, Rise of Skywalker. And if you're interested in checking out this book and reading it for yourself, which I highly recommend... Well, I have an amazing way for you to do that. So let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsor of today's show. It's a new year, so that means it's time for some resolutions, which brings me to the sponsor of today's show, Audible. By going to this link, audibletrial.com slash hantalksverse in the description below, you can get a free 30-day trial. My resolution this year is to read more. It makes you smarter. But it can also bring you closer to the things you love, like Star Wars. If you're like me, trying to get your hands on every Star Wars book ever made, then you probably have the same problem I do. Shelf space. 
But it's not just about that. Audible is the leading creator and provider of premium audio storytelling, enriching the lives of millions of listeners every day. Once I downloaded the Audible app, I immediately started listening to the first book in the Star Wars High Republic series, The Light of the Jedi. This story is accompanied with great voice talent, sound effects, and music that make you feel like you're stepping into the Star Wars world. Audible has everything you need. Get access to audiobooks, Audible Originals, podcasts, and so much more. You can listen anywhere, anytime, on your phone, computer, in your car, and they're always launching new content. It's less than $10 a month with the Audible Plus plan, but you can get 30 days for free by going to my link, www.audibletrial.com slash first in the description below. I highly recommend Audible. I mean, think about all the Star Wars books you can have right on your phone. And there's so much more, so please consider checking them out and send me a message with proof of your trial so I can give you some great recommendations. It's time to start listening. But that's it for today's show, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you had fun. I sure did. A lot of great news to come out recently and hopefully some more within the next coming weeks. For more Star Wars, come back on Monday. We have a new show dropping with some Star Wars replay and some other news and some great topics and uh, possibly a guest. I'm not sure at this time, but uh, yeah, come back on Monday. We'll have another show for you talking about Star Wars. And if you want to hear about something else, come back here on Friday because me and my girlfriend are hosting a new segment to Haunt Talks First, the WandaVision After Show, where we talk about everything that happened in the most recent week's episode of WandaVision, and it's unclear if we'll be doing live streams or just pre-recorded at this time, but you can come and join in on the conversation if you're interested, and it'll be our first step into the Marvel world as a talk show, so I hope you'll come check that out as well. So thank you again so much for being here today, and somehow, someway, somewhere this week, may the Force be with you. <laughs>